We are excited here on GKW and Good Karma Wrestling to welcome in our next guest. He has wrestled all over the world, but he is wrestling on Wednesday night in Sunrise. So if you happen to be down in Florida, go check him out with AEW Dynamite coming uh, to Sunrise. He is Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, thank you so much for the time. It's been about six-ish months, six, seven months since you've uh, debuted in AEW. How would you say your time in AEW has treated you so far? Well, listen up, Slappy. Uh, I just <laughs> got to get right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. I, I'm digging the name of the show. How did we come up with that? We'll get to your first question. But I'm going to run this interview because that's how the last part with the question. How did we come up with Good Karma Wrestling? So the parent company of the radio stations we all work at and a handful of others that this airs on is called Good Karma Brands. So it just made sense to us that this is the wrestling show for Good Karma Brands. So we become Good Karma Wrestling, GKW. But as far as the AEW question, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's hard, hard to believe. Uh, six uh, kicked it off in November, and really things haven't slowed down. I'm. Uh, and, uh, you know, at this stage of my career, uh, I can assure you, I never thought I'd be the ring uh, tomorrow night uh, live on TV. Yes, but uh, I, I'm taking it just like I have done my entire career. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I am focused and uh, looking forward to uh, being a part of everything tomorrow night. Jeff, one of the reasons you were also brought into AEW is is lead this house show push. Why do you think the house shows that you guys have started, you've done a handful now, why is that going to be so important to AEW? You know, at the end of the day, it's it's not just AEW specific. Any promotion, it, it, you know, uh, the live event business, again, I'm, I'm third generation, so I, I, I've kind of understand the DNA and the model and how it's evolved through the years. But at the end of the day, the wrestling industry is is a promotional business and there's no better way to create a marketing initiative is by taking your product on the road you know the easiest analogy that i've always given is is the music industry to go out on tour you, you have to get into these and that's why strategy you know strategically we're going to go into you know the pay-per-views are obviously the bigger markets uh dynamites are, are, are you know the top a and b uh markets across the country uh, house rules events are going to be CNT, but it's a marketing initiative first and foremost. And not only that, it's letting the consumer, uh, the fan, be able to touch your product in ways that they can't do uh, at, at a dynamite, at a pay per view. Uh, and at the top of, end of the day, is guys getting reps, getting experience, uh, creating uh, you know uh, their character. So character development, uh, a marketing initiative, obviously it goes without saying. It's a revenue. Uh, you know, d done smart. Uh, you know, it, it's a revenue generator. It, it gives people to uh, the opportunity, and I always call it touch points of a brand. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, with the pandemic included, you know, we're still just uh, rounding out our fourth year. That's relatively young in the, you know, if you want to call it the brand building business. Uh, and so, uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic, uh, the brand uh, just essentially took up where it left off, uh, which is to me uh, a testament to everyone involved. And, and now that things are up and running and the house rules and you just kind of look at our slumber and what's lined up. And yes, you know, we've only actually done one Troy, Ohio. We're going to be in Salem, Virginia and Corbin, Kentucky and Huntsville, Alabama and, and Tupelo, Mississippi. But when you kind of look 
at, at the rest of the summer uh, of where the, the brand is, is, is traveling, going out to Calgary. Uh, there is just so many moving parts to the brand, and, and I've already referenced Wembley Stadium. So um, there, there is just a, a, a lot of growth in the brand. But the House Rules event, first and foremost, there are multiple reasons to do it, and I kind of referenced the three main ones. Jeff, what is the similarities in TNA under your leadership and what AEW is doing as far as uh, booking, the philosophy, and the star power? You know, I'll, I'll leave that up to you guys, good karma wrestling, because <laughs> that right there, my friend, is a loaded question. Uh, and look, and yeah. I, res- I, I respect the, the, the fact out of that, but look, that's for, and I mean this out of sin- true sincerity, that's for the critics. That's for the journalists. That's for you guys to create content. That's your job. You tell me. Uh, at the okay. end of the day, creative is subjective and always has been and always will be. Bottom lines are not subjective. Okay. Well, Jeff, I would just say as a fan of yours, when you, when you and your dad were putting together TNA, you want to get yourself a television deal. You want to have uh, stars and also wrestlers to give them an opportunity to wrestle. You put them on a main stage, just like what's happening in AEW. And I'm saying is, is that there's a the, the philosophy seems the same, where you're trying to be able to create uh, an alternative brand and be successful in it. That was my question. Like I, to me, it, it, I was asking what the the process was to be able to put that together, like what Tony Khan's doing. It's it, it and look at the end of the day. Uh, you knew, um, you, you kind of n- know the platform. What I love above anything with my entrepreneurial spirit is, you know, the alternative brand, the challenger brand, however you want to cache it. The wrestling industry thrives, not just when there's competition, but I would love to see two, three, four other. That That's what kind of makes our industry. I'm, I, I love it when a Lucha Libre promotion enters into the U.S. or a Japanese promotion enters into the market space because Rising Tide uh, truly does lift all ships. And, you know, giving folks, and when you're looking at uh, what, what's he- headed in the direction and all the four-pillar talk of, uh, of those talent, it's unbelievable. It's nothing better for the industry for new stars to be developed. Uh, and, and, look, I'm saying that from a guy who's two-time Hall of Famer and been around 37 years. There's nothing like getting fresh blood in the industry. Dynamite and Rampage come to FLA Live Arena tomorrow night here in Sunrise. Jay Hood's usually our historian on the show, but for you, what does it mean to be wrestling in Florida and coming to town tomorrow night? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> that's a, it, it's it, You know, I've, I've been wrestling there a, a long, long time. And, you know, going back to the territory days, my father, uh, his his main mentor was Eddie Graham, obviously there from in, in Tampa. But, um you know, it, it is something that there are so many different, quote unquote, hotbeds of professional wrestling. But Florida has always been kind of legendary uh, in that. And look, many a show I have performed, my first Intercontinental title was one right up the road in Tampa. Uh, so, no, to, to be there, but, you know, to be on a global broadcast uh, on TBS, uh, it, it, it is very cool. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm facing what I think is one half. Uh, of the hottest tag team in wrestling. And, and so I got my work cut out, but he has his work cut out as well. So I'm really looking forward to stepping into the ring. 
What are your thoughts? It seems like right now in professional wrestling, factions continue to grow. You are wrestling in a faction. It seemed like that went away for a little while. Obviously, you still had tag teams, but within AEW, having trios championships, having all these factions interact with one another, what do you think that does for professional wrestling? It is it is something, and you kind of referenced it, you know, the ebb and flow of the industry. Um, it's, it's kind of the nature of the beast. Um, I think in the late 90s, there was a little... Um, I guess you got to say resurgence, but it's been around the territories days. Uh, and, you know, in my home territory, it was Jimmy Hart's first family. So there have been factions and groups and all that, but it's all about storytelling and, and they create a platform uh, for you to have a breakout star of a faction, uh, create a, a, a platform where it's faction against faction. And then somebody can double cross. It's very, very healthy. Uh, but I think at the very top of the list of the reasons why there's so many factions is because of the depth of the talent uh, that you have, you know, groups are naturally formed in a lot of ways uh, and, and th that it gives individuals within a group an opportunity to shine that might not break through the clutter, if you will. Uh, but, but, but being in a faction, you have that opportunity. You know, I think I go back and look at the, the best example uh, uh, of, the, you know, a, a native of South Florida, a guy you may have heard of, Dwayne Johnson, but you kind of look at his role uh, in the nation of domination and how he broke out of that. You kind of take that part of his career out. You just, it's just not the same. Uh, and we could go down the list of so many talent that have really uh, got their feet wet and got comfortable by being uh, in a group of maybe veterans and then they break out of it. it it's just uh, simplistic storytelling, uh, but it's a part of professional wrestling that's been around uh, for generations and generations. Jeff, I've been with you since Simply Irresistible, Jeff Jarrett, from the beginning, from the magazine days. <laughs> I've been with you as heavyweight champion, been with you as the founding member of the Four Horsemen and the Bullet Club. <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm, I, I said to myself, self? Oh, boy. How, how come Jeff Jarrett is not in, in AEW the GCW Jeff Jarrett, the violent, unpredictable outlaw. Is that guy going to show up in in uh, in AEW at some point? That guy with the jeans and the black hat and the anger and the how he wants the wrestling business to be back the way it used to be. Well, the, you know the 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 we'll call it the GCW version was just uh, the tip of the iceberg, and then things started rolling. If you saw night one of my debut in Baltimore when I cracked Darby Allen. That was a uh, the, the debut in AEW of The Last Outlaw. The Last Outlaw always is there. You'll see the black hat. You'll see the black coat uh, from time to time. Uh, and that's in my DNA that, you know, um, I, I, when I look around the dressing room and, and see whether it's the, the, the Lucha Stars or, or, or you know, the, the great talent from Japan or even the Europeans, I kind of look around the room and, and truly realize uh, I am, uh, you know, the only guy, Sting, Jericho, uh, to a degree, that worked the territory system. And so that's really the genesis of that. And it's not really that I wanted to go back by any stretch of the imagination is, is that it's kind of a message that, uh, hey, boys, y'all didn't create or invent this industry. Uh, in Memphis, we were doing hardcore wrestling before ECW was ever thought of. Uh, we were doing, um, you know, street fights before it just it, it, it's the evolution of the business. And I think the de definition of that last outlaw is, is that uh, I, I respect yesteryear, but also know uh, that uh, 
each and every day, you better prove yourself. And that's what The Last Outlaw does. So speaking of proving yourself, we've talked a lot about the amount of talent in this AEW locker room. There's limited TV time. You've been on TV a lot since you've gotten there. So why does Jeff Jarrett deserve AEW TV time? Emotional connection with the audience. It's just that simple. Um, and, and it's something that, you know, uh, it, it goes without saying. And, and the naysayers, oh, he's done this, he's done that. Uh, all you have to do is listen uh, to the people in the arena. They love me. You know, I think there's, there, there's, a, a, there's some kind of F.U. Jarrett that they get going on. But I think that's a, a term of endearment. They absolutely love me. Uh, but it's the emotional connection. That will never go away. The moves will continue to get more and more aggressive and more and more athletic. That's just the nature of the beast. You look at things that will happen tomorrow night uh, in Sunrise. That have, I mean, it's, it's, it's truly, I don't use this word lightly, but revolutionary. But at the end of the day, the emotional connection with the audience existed 70 years ago, and it's going to exist 70 years from now. That's what entertainment is all about. And I don't care if you're playing NBA basketball, if you're playing NFL football, or if you're in a Hollywood blockbuster. It's all about connecting with your audience. That's the answer, Gabe Neitzel. So now you know the answer why Jeff Jarrett's on TV. Since you don't like Jeff Jarrett, and I do, that's the answer. Emotional Wait, connection. And that slappy doesn't like me? What, what yeah, that? yeah, right here. Right here. This one, right here. So you're a hater. You're a, 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 I get it. I get, there, there's a few in every crowd. But God bless you. You're Johnny come lately to the industry. You don't understand, you don't understand the industry. <laughs> you, you 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 wouldn't know something that drew money if it hit you in the face. So see there you go. And I don't fair like that, I don't like that you called my friend Jeff Jarrett the human fast forward button. I think that, that was wrong too, Gabe. <laughs> Didn't like that. Not about my friend Jeff Jarrett. Hey, the people who call me that, uh, first and foremost, are my podcast partner Conrad Thompson. And guess what, pal? He's paying me now. He's paying that fast forward button. <laughs> so who won that? Who got the hand raised in that uh, relationship? <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, you, you mentioned oh, Conrad. Man. So you got to be a part. We just had Ric Flair on uh, our show not that long ago, Jeff. What did it mean to you to be able to be part of the Ric Flair's last match uh, and the spectacle that that was? You know, um, that is something that in so many ways evolved uh, I wish we were doing a documentary just on on how that kind of naturally evolved. But it's something that um, from the bloody parking lot scene that was off the charts, uh, Karen Shue got him good. But how that all developed and his real-life relationship with Jay Lethal, his son-in-law, uh, obviously my history with Rick, uh, you know, kind of a, 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 a mindset that, that came out of a conversation. What about one last match? The controversy that he created, I still chuckle to myself that, you know, Rick, uh, you know, sold out Minnesota Auditorium or damn near close to it on his last match, and people still want to criticize him. I get all that. I understand all that. Uh, but there was a lot of magic that was made over last summer. Uh, the 90 days, that doc they did, that three-part story, just the views and the, you know, and look, I've always said, um, uh, you know, since that match was over and I, you started hearing the feedback, good and bad, there's three people, three groups of people, people that saw it live, people that saw it uh, on Fight TV, and the people that didn't see it. The people who didn't see it 
are heavy, very, very critical of it. The people there that are live, they know the magic was created. And when you have legends in the business uh, that were attended the show, not only on camera, but off camera, I'll let you guys uh, go down that rabbit hole that, uh, you know, the comments they made, uh, the energy that they saw in the arena, it was it was truly a special night. And I feel uh, pretty honored uh, to, to uh, have that opportunity um, because it, it delivered in every metric. Uh, when you found out the news about Wembley Stadium and AEW, what was your initial reaction? Hell yeah, let's go. Uh, you know, it, it is a statement maker without question. Uh, I think when you look at, you know, the strategic Patience is kind of the word that, you know, AEW has not run an event in the United Kingdom. Um, ITV, uh, some folks in America don't quite understand the strength of ITV. Uh, it's free to air network. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a very, very strong partner. Uh, the Khan family has deep, deep relationships, owning Fulham uh, in the community, uh, in the country. Uh, so I'm really excited. It's a statement. Uh, coming out of the gate, uh, we've already kind of talked about the roster. I have uh, been a part of, of tours uh, of the United Kingdom since 1993, the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs. I'm very familiar with the market, and I am uh, super excited. And, uh, you know, it, it's just kind of amazing that we're even having this conversation for a four- to almost five-year-old brand talking about having a, an event in Wembley Stadium. That is, uh, it's never been done. I love to be a part of something that's never been done. Well, since I don't know what would make money, I'm going to ask you, how would <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, who should Jeff Jarrett be facing at Wembley in order to make money? You boys are armchair quarterbacks, armchair bookers, <laughs> looking for clickbait. Jeff wants this. Jeff wants that. <laughs> Smarten up, Slappy. <laughs> All right. I, I tried lobbing it up there. He slotted it right back at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's the original outlaw, pal. That's yeah. why. There we go. Slash I got to be smarter. I got to be smarter. <laughs> Jeff, when it comes to your career, your resume has gotten you in two Hall of Fames. What is one part you look back on and say you wish you had a do-over on? A do-over? You know, I, I'll, I'll say this uh, through the lens uh, of sobriety in so many ways, is that every potential mishap or update, you know, th there's so many things that I could go back and be – Highly critical. In the early days of TNA, um, the folks that were closest to me would, they would come up to me at times often and say, man, you are being way too critical of yourself. And you're, you know, I'm like, well, I'm looking at numbers. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at that. Uh, so I could be critical about my territory days, the new generation days, the WCW days, uh, certainly the early TNA days. Uh, but I could go on and on. What I've really realized through the years is unless you're in a valley, it's impossible to see a mountaintop. If, if you're up top all the time, you just kind of look down and you don't really say anything. It's so, so every valley that I've been through in my life has a place, has a meaning, and I've grown from it. And it truly has made me who I am today. Jeff, um, I always tell these, these to my two co-hosts all the time. We quote your dad all the time about how personal issues draw money. I wonder if... if your dad was in that locker room, how he could bring sides together. I, I mean, why was he so good at being able to bring that out? Personal issues draw money. 
I wonder how he would fare today in 2023 in your locker room to bring sides together to be able to put it in the ring. Now, you actually, I don't know if you guys play like uh, softball or if it's volleyball or if it's like uh, cornhole. You guys are just kind of lobbing things up there. (laughs) And, 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 uh, you know, old dumb country boy, hillbilly Jeff, He's just going to join in this cornhole game and start playing with it. God bless you, folks. Uh, I will say I will say this. That's a good question, Jeff. You, you know, Dan, I think that the no question. comment is where he's going there. It's a good no, question. No, no, no. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You've already answered it by the, I'll call it, uh, it, it was kind of your A1 steak sauce as you tried to feed me that bite. Hey, your dad said personal issues draw money. Guess what? Personal issues draw money. Thank you very much. Let me say, you, yeah. you guys are reading the news and this and that. Is it really a bad thing? Nope. No. no. Well, and, and I would say this, Jeff, because I thought you handled it well. I think of when when your group and you were feuding with the Acclaimed and the Acclaimed came out with their rap video, there were a couple of pretty personal attacks that they put in there that I feel really furthered that feud. Without question. And I wish uh, Mama Karen Jarrett was on this phone. You you, you talk about some flamethrowing. <laughs> um, but all kidding aside, guys, when you kind of go back a couple of generations and you know, I, I was I was literally born and raised on this. If people today understood how much Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee in their primes not just didn't get along, they despised each other. It, it, it wasn't hearsay, but they took care of business. And you kind of go back and look at the stats, 82, 83, 84, whatever it may be, they made a fortune together. Um, that is, that, that, that's the reality of it. So I don't look at any of, uh, we'll call it online drama or whether it's fact or fiction or a little bit of both. Um, it, it is all a set of circumstances that this business that I am forever grateful that I've got to spend my career into. It's the nature of the beast there. You're always going to have uh, personalities clash. Guess what? It happens on every sports team. It happens on every movie set. It just happens. Uh, and and if the, the folks that put on their thinking caps that truly uh, want to go to work, make money, they will persevere and they will not just survive, but thrive. Jeff, I want to say thank you so much for the time. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night, FLA Live Arena in Sunrise, AEW Dynamite. If you're in the Florida area, make sure you grab your tickets and go check out The Last Outlaw. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Slappies. And uh, next time, (laughs) I'm kidding. Hey, guys, all good. I appreciate y'all's time today. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up, baby. There you go. Tighten up. (laughs)